Hey, welcome back. It's your man, Talon, here with another segment of Born the Ball. So, let's get right down into it. Um, the conferences are set. Uh, the finals are set for each conference. You had some great, great games closing out both conferences, really. Um, you had Denver and Portland. You know, look, I'm sorry, but... The Blazers pulled it out. Dame didn't have his best series like he did with uh, against the Thunder, but C.J. McCollum did. Lehigh stand up. Uh, Weber State stand up. Look, man, all the ups and downs. Game rose uh, a road game for Game Seven. They pulled it out. All right, uh, Jamal Murray didn't have his best game. Uh, Gary Harris had a very efficient game. Uh, the Joker. Had a solid game, um, but Paul Millsap, he kind of, he, he, I'm not going to say he didn't show up, but he did end up uh, fouling out. He, he was 3 for 13. Um, as I said before, one of the main key factors are your others. Paul Millsap was a mismatch that they had. Uh, Coach Stotts kind of shook up his lineup. Um you had Collins getting a lot of minutes, which kind of, you know, provided some size, some protection of the room because he is actually a good athlete. Um, he has some moments to where it's just one of them things where young kids uh, get a little bit too overzealous. And uh, he, he you know, made some fouls that he probably shouldn't have made. But uh, he, he had a very, very good showing. So, you know, with that being said, CJ McCollum, look, man. Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard did not have his best series by far, easily. Um, there's a lot to, to improve upon. However, he had some key shots in the fourth quarter. And look, man, they, Dame told you before, you know, when CJ is going, hey, man, I let that man go. There's no ego there. There's no I got to be the man. It's not that kind of party over there. So, hey. When it comes to a game seven, it's either win or go home. CJ and Dame played 45 minutes that game. They were not trying to lose. Um, like I said, you know, uh, Evan Turner, who, I mean, he was just absent that whole series. Uh, Evan Turner came off the bench, had 14 points, uh, seven rebounds in 19 minutes of play. Eight for nine from the free throw line. Once again, foul trouble was a, a foul trouble was an issue for Denver. Um, so you just got to respect the fact that you have to stay ready out there, kids. Um, talked about it before. You got to be ready, no matter what your role is. Start in your role. If Evan Turner is not prepared, is he? If he's not focused mentally, they lose this game. Rodney Hood got hurt, hyperextended his knee. Hopefully, he'll be back for the uh, finals against the Warriors. But Hey man, look, that series behind you don't matter no more. You know, we gotta we gotta get a uh a Dame Lillard uh showing like he had in the first round. Guess what? The Warriors might be in trouble, especially if Kevin Durant misses the first one or two games. All right, that that could spell some trouble. Um, shout out to the Nuggets. You know, yeah, they're a young team, but hey, they went from last year, you know, that last game didn't go their way, to this year. 
you know, second seed in the West, uh, one game away uh, from the finals. You know, that was 100 to 96. So, hey, man, five points, five points, and, and you win that game. You know, second game, look, man, Philly and Toronto. Look, I hope everybody watched this game. If not, I know you've seen the highlights by now. Um, this is major, man. Look, Kawhi Leonard. His mentality is just, I, I, I put on my social media, uh, mama mentality. Because, look, there there's no way, you know, I know I did it growing up. When you take that last shot, you know, some people, sh- you know, shot at MJ. You know, I grew up in the 90s, you know, I'm 86, you know, 90s, you know, I yell Kobe. Right? Take that last shot. Kobe, mama mentality. Look, man, Kawhi Leonard sitting them boys home. And it was, it, it's crazy, man. Look, that game was so hype. One of the best game sevens ever. The first game seven winner um, at the buzzer. Like, look, Joe and B, he, he, he was okay. But look, man. Hopefully they could. Hopefully they can keep their squad together. Um, they had a pretty pretty solid squad. Now it's just you know, shoring up that bench, getting some some uh, some draft picks that could possibly help you. Uh, the, of course, the uh, free agent uh, waiver wire that's going to be key for them next year. But I hope they do keep the squad together. Um, they didn't get to play a lot of a lot of games together due to injuries and just other variables, but. I hope they keep this squad together because it, it was very, very formidable. Um, you can argue that they probably should have won this. Joe and B, you got to go see that block. Um, you can't just be a shooter. But the Raptors pulled it out. Didn't have a great game from Siakam. Didn't have a great game from anybody, really, outside of Serge Ibaka, um, who was missing in action a lot of the series. Um, he was actually getting taken advantage of you know, a lot of times. So the fact that he was able to come through, get 17 points, eight rebounds, go six for 10, three for five from the three-point line, like he provided you some very, very good minutes, um, especially when Danny Green didn't give you anything, Kyle Lowry, 10, six, and six, like Marcus All, seven, seven and 11 rebounds, um, three blocks. So we know what he's been doing defensively which has been key to their success in this series. Because um, we all know that Joel Embiid is a beast and will abuse another center that's not up to par. But Kawhi Leonard just simply said, I'm not going home. Um, Kawhi Leonard had 41 points, none bigger than the last two points, of course. Uh, four seconds, drove ba- uh, drove around, top of the key, went to the baseline, hit a fadeaway, uh, shot that went up, I want to say, about 18 feet in the air bounce on a rim bounced again on a rim bounced on the other side of the rim bounced again and fell in everything paused everything stopped for about two seconds at least that's what it felt like just sat there and when the ball fell in i think everybody had that same reaction oh wow like that that's possibly the greatest shot in Toronto Raptors history. Um, 
and it was made by Kawhi Leonard, who may be gone next year. But for right now, hey, they're moving on. They're going to face the Bucks. So now you have Kawhi Leonard versus Giannis. And I know on the other side, you got you got uh, Dane versus uh, Steph Curry. But let's be real, people. Steph Curry's not going to guard Dane. Steph Curry, probably, he's not going to guard CJ. So that's not even really a direct correlation because, yeah, uh, on the opposite end, you're going to have uh, Dame guarding Steph more than likely. More than likely. Um, Dame does uh, step up to the plate when it comes to defense. Uh, he's not the best defensive player, but he definitely goes out there and, and you know, he's not a pushover either. Uh, he takes it personal and he, he accepts the challenge. Now, strategically, I understand. Um, you have better options like a Clay Thompson, uh, like I said, KD, Andre Godala, uh, that you can throw on, you know, CJ and uh, and Dane to kind of high step a little bit. You know, I understand that. That that's I understand that's strategic. However, on the other side, you better believe that Kawhi is going to step up to the plate from the tip off and guard Giannis. Now he may guard Middleton too. They do have Pascal Siakam, who was who was also a long defender, athletic wing player, um, or could can play on a wing, solid body. But you better believe Kawhi's gonna step up, and you better believe Giannis is also gonna step up. This is this is my throwback um, series with uh, Toronto. As I was saying, welcome back. And like I said. Uh, this is my throwback series with Toronto and uh, and the Bucks. Um, you have two players who are throwback type of players. You know they want to come at you. They play offense and defense. They they want to win a course um, like every every other player, but they just go harder. Their their main focus is winning. They don't care about anything else. It's just to win. So I do believe that this would be a very very good series. Um, I'm torn. I'm torn because I love both both of these players. They're, they're two of the top three players in the league. Um, and and to me, you have KD at the top, um, and then you have Giannis and, and Kawhi, and that's 2A and 2B. Uh, either way you flip it, you can't be mad at either or. Um, no, LeBron James is not in my top, as I said before. Um, to me, he's kind of 5A. Five, five uh, 5B with Steph Curry, but I just think between KD, Giannis, and Kawhi, they're head and shoulders above everybody else in the league, and they're proving it right now in the playoffs. Um, in the playoffs, you have your stars and superstars. The superstars continue to separate themselves, which if you look at KD, if you look at Giannis, and if you look at Kawhi, they've continued to separate themselves throughout the playoffs to where it is undeniable that they are the best best we have in the league right now they play both they play both sides of the ball and they play basketball the right way that is what i look for that's what holds value to me is playing the right way not having to talk about your game but actually stepping out on the court and playing hard and playing for the win not playing for stats not playing for anything else outside of we have to win this game what's the biggest goal all right team oriented and you know little on yourself big on team 
that's who they are. All right, people can love or hate KD, but guess what? KD plays for the team. When the team needs it, he'll do it. Kawhi Leonard, self-explanatory. Giannis, self-explanatory. They won the they won the series, the series four to one against the Celtics. He was not happy. I love that. Because he knows his job is not done yet. There's a lot more to go. So look, man, we we have some great matchups. We have some great, great, great uh series on the way. Um for the East, if I had to choose, man, so many variables. Like I love, like I said, I love Giannis. Um, I love the Bucks makeup. I love the fact that both teams, both teams, have defined roles. As I stated before, you have to have defined roles, um, meaning that your players must know who and what they are and what role they play, and accept that role to maximize the team's output. Both teams have it. You have a clear superstar. You have role players who know what they're supposed to do, what they're good at, and they don't overstep boundaries. And that's why I didn't panic when the Bucks lost the first game in the way they lost against the Celtics. Not at all. Came back, they won. If you look, the Celtics... I mean, it's stuff out there now. Kyrie Irving is hard to play with. And, you know, Mark Smart defending Kyrie. Whatever. But there was always the issue with defined roles. And that was all year long. And it showed up in the biggest series, the biggest time, um, where you should be one co- cohesive unit. They clearly weren't. Um, so that's what I look for. Now, both teams have, have it. Uh, both teams have, has a clear superstar. And they also have a, a secondary star um, or quality player. Both teams, you know, have point guards who are solid. I I will have to go with the Bucks, and I'll say the Bucks in six. The reason why I say the Bucks in six is because I trust their players more. Their players trust themselves more. Um, the reason why I say this is because if you look at last night's game, now obviously if they don't have Kawhi, Toronto loses. We know that already. However, they should have won handily. But Toronto players, including Pascal Siakam, who's been great, who who has shown great improvement, you know, in his first three years in the NBA. Um, to where he should be an all-star within the next two years. But even he was hesitant. They passed up wide-open shots multiple times. The Sixers just couldn't finish. They couldn't close. Um, after they were up, you know, 17 points. I'm sorry, not them. Uh, that was Portland game. But they they couldn't close. Um, ben Simmons, of course, jump shot, that this and that. But... With the mindset and the mentality of the Raptors players, they're going to play tight in close games, as opposed to the the Bucks, who they play free, um, they play loose, 
And you have players like Eric Blesso, who's not afraid to go and get a bucket. Chris Middleton, who's not afraid to go and get a bucket. Um, Lopez, who stretches the floor, who will be on the game, uh, on the floor. Um, and he's also a pretty good matchup because uh, he, he will stretch the floor and give Giannis the space he needs to have the whole middle. Um, so a player like Kawhi, who is a, a great defensive player, but he cannot match up with the length. Um, so that's going to be a chess match. A player like Pascal Siakam, who does have the size and, and length and athletic ability, um, just would he be able to guard Giannis one-on-one? Um, that remains to be seen. Uh, but I would have to go with the Bucks. Now, in the Western Conference, man, um, the Warriors pulled it out without KD in the last two games, um, or game and a half, should I say. Uh, Steph Curry came on uh, second half and had 33 points against the Rockets, which is a 33 points and a half is 33 points and a half. Um, This came after CP3 apparently uh, took away his time on the court. And kind of funny, um, but they lost. Uh, so the Rockets definitely have to go make some changes. Uh, I just don't think it, it works. Uh, the D'Antoni system, uh, you've had a couple of years. And granted, last year, CP3 getting hurt. That, that uh, stopped the chances as far as, you know, beating the Warriors, which I had them beating the Warriors last year. But this year, they definitely missed Trevor Ariza. Uh, you, can't, you can't go around that. Nonetheless, uh, the Rockets won. Oh, the Rockets uh, lost. And they they have to make some huge changes. That whole no, not playing defense thing, it's gonna hurt you. Uh, it, it it hurts. So looking forward. Look, man, the Warriors have to be your favorites until they lose. They just have to be. And let's not forget when Kevin Durant was on a podcast with C.J. McCollum last summer, and he laughed at him and said. The Blazers aren't a contender. <laughs> so that that adds another layer to it. Um, but we'll see. We, we will see. Um, man, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. So I got to go with the Warriors in six. KD comes back. If KD plays game one. If KD comes back for game one. There's a possibility they said Boogie could come back, which I don't think he should. I really don't think he should. But they said it's a possibility Boogie could come back. If Boogie comes back, KD comes back, then I could say, if KD comes back for game one, then Warriors in six. If KD comes back in game two, three, I think you may be able to see a Portland still the first two games. Portland's depth. I think maybe too much for for the uh, Warriors, and then that also adds another. You know, it takes away a run protector, which we know CJ and uh, Dane will drive. So I'm not sleeping on Portland, on Portland at all. Um, man, this is this is what basketball is right here. So I'm going to make a final prediction. Um, without KD, I got Blazers in seven. If KD don't play the first two games, if KD does play game one, 
Then I have the Warriors in six. So another just Justin uh Coach B line from University of Michigan is a new Cavs coach. He agreed to a five year deal. Yes, a five year deal. You know, the Lakers are going around giving three year deals out, offering three year deals to uh Ty Lu, who walked away. Gave uh Frank Vogel a three-year deal. Jason Kidd is going to be his successor, more than likely. Uh, so, man, it, it's it's a it's a lot to unfold. Uh, we'll definitely get into that more with the uh, college portion, because there is a college portion coming up next. Of course, like we always do, we talk all levels of basketball. So just stay tuned, stay with us, and you know we'll unpack some more stuff. Born the ball. Welcome back to another segment of NCAA Basketball. Of course, you know we do all levels here at Born the Ball Podcast. So this is our NCAA portion, and we have a lot of news to break down. Um, first, Coach Beeline has gone to the Cavaliers, all right? Uh, he got a five-year deal, and this is going to be huge for him. Okay, so Coach Beeline was a JV head coach, high school basketball, worked his way up. Was that uh, Michigan, I want to say 2007 was his first year? All right, he's been one of the most consistent coaches, consistent programs since he's gotten there. All right, I want to say he has like 18 uh, wins in the tournament, if I'm not mistaken, um, over that time span, which is tied for first place with like three or four other coaches. Um, of course, the Calipari's and, and uh, Coach Sesky. But... He's always going after that second-tier player, not your one-and-dones, and develops his players, which is key to what the Cavs need. The Cavs need development. Um, they have a bunch of young players that are new to the league, and he should be able to communicate with them. Um, now, of course, coaching staff is going to be key. If I'm him, um, I'm, I'm calling some of the top coaches who don't have a job and saying, hey, I need you. Um, just off the top of the head, Coach McMillan, um, Coach Bickerstaff. Like, I'm I'm making contact with these coaches and saying, hey, I need you. Um, help me learn the NBA, because it's going to take him a few years to learn the NBA. Um, now, it was reports that he wasn't uh, happy with the new rules, of course, the FBI investigations. And like I said, he's... He hasn't been uh, one of those coaches that's going after those one and dones. Um, his name, to my knowledge, had not come up in any type of investigation. So it seems uh, he's been doing his job the right way, um, abiding by the rules and, and such. So he's starting to lose faith more so in the college system, and it only makes sense. Um, Cleveland job wasn't really out there. They didn't really interview too many people, talk to some assistant coaches, but I think this is a great hire. It's a it's a great attempt, um, and it can go one or two ways. Uh, granted, he's a little older, but he's been on a collegiate level, so but the young guys should be able to you know relate and speak to them in a way that they understand because um, the game has changed, kids have changed, so the hard coaching doesn't always work. So I look forward to seeing. 
uh, what he's able to do in the next five years. He too got a five year deal. Um, <laughs> so, hey, you know, shout out to Cleveland. Uh, that's definitely a name that nobody really seen uh, coming, but you know, I respect it. Uh, Michigan, if I'm Michigan, um, I'm looking at Rick Pitino. I'm calling him up, sending him a text, you know, inboxing him. Hey, big head, uh, what you up to? How you been? Uh, haven't talked to you in a while. And, hey, get Rick Pitino in there. Uh, we all know he's a Hall of Fame uh, coach. Get him in there. Yeah, he, he, he did some stuff. He made some mistakes. But in this climate, like, let that man have his second chance. All right? So I'm, I'm a champion for Rick Pitino to be the next coach at Michigan. Um, so that's that's that. So, we talked about a few times Boogie Ellis decommitted from Duke. Um, and everyone who remembers, who's listened, uh, which, like I said, I appreciate you 1,000%. But I said from the gate, Boogie Ellis would be at Memphis. Boogie Ellis has committed to Memphis for uh, his, his collegiate basketball. This is huge. Like I said, what better way to show you can run a team than to run the team? All right. Memphis has to be a straight up top five team um, for preseason. All right. You have no one player in the country uh, coming out of high school. Seven one athlete can run. He has some skills. The transfers that they're getting in. Um, and not, it's not just James Wiseman. They just got Lester Keones. They got DJ Jeffries. Like you got Ray John Tucker, which a lot of people may not know Ray John Tucker. But he's a pro prospect. He's a 6'5 shooter. Um, that's an athlete. He shot 40% from three last year. Okay, so that's impressive. I don't care who you are. 6'5, uh, he's going to be your seasoned veteran um, that that will be able to calm the team and also make contributions. You know, so many times you have, you know, key players who that may not play on a team like this. No, he's going to be a starter. Ray John Tucker is starting. Um and he's also going to be, if he, if he doesn't get drafted, he's definitely going to be in the NBA. Um, he'll be on somebody's summer league roster uh, next year, uh, 2020. So, man, look, I know, once again, I said it before. Hey, these coaches are mad. I know Rick Barnes has something to say. He apologized for it, but guess what? Oh, they're upset with Penny. Because Penny come in, and he's shaking up the whole entire system. The whole entire system. Precious Achua is still out there, and if he he now he can go to Kansas, he he can't go to Kansas. Um, but at six nine, and he's able to play the three or four. Now I said that because you got DJ Jeffries and some other guys, but Precious is an athlete. Okay, if he if he's able to hit a consistent jumper, um, just think of Andrew Wiggins. With a motor. Yeah, I said it. Um, that's that's who Precious Achua could be. He's an insane athlete. He, he, his motor does not stop. He actually learned that from R.J. Barrett, which is great. Um, which is, you know, a product of rubbing off, playing the right way, and what you do rubbing off. So, look, Memphis is about to turn some heads. Memphis will be on TV just like Duke was every single week. 
Boogie Ellis is a is a he's a quality point guard. He can hit the three. He can shoot the ball. Um, I, I'm interested to see him play more. But like I said, with with this team that Penny has put together, and he is not finished. Penny is not finished. He has one more big splash to make. Now, of course, you got to coach and you got to play the game. But Penny is not done yet. So if you take what he already has. Now, you have James Wiseman, seven foot one, can run like a deer, has a decent release, a good skill set. And he's improving his body. He's working. I've seen him. He's working. You take him. You got Ray John Tucker, who legit shoots 40% from three. 6'5", can get to the basket and throw it on your head. It's hard to double that. Boogie can shoot the ball. Hard to double that. Lester Keones. DJ Jeffries. The team he's putting together actually complements each other. So if you're able to get a precious Achua, transition is going to be a nightmare. Half-court defense is going to be a nightmare. He's, Precious is 6'9 and long and a great athlete. James Wiseman, James, uh, Wiseman 7'7 and long, great athlete. Nothing's easy at the rim. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to play hard. I look forward to seeing Memphis on, on TV once or twice a week, just like Duke was this year. And it will be nice. Those in-state rivalries. Oh, Tennessee's got something. Now, now we know Rick Barnes in Tennessee. Obviously, he's had a very good squad the last couple of years. He lost a couple seniors at Key, Key Seniors. Um, he has some solid recruits coming in, too. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that's going to be nice. That in-state matchup will be nice. Uh, so... College basketball, man, it's starting to get interesting. So we're going to take one more break, and we're going to come back where you tried it. And it's dedicated to one person, Uh, one person who, you know what, I got to say, um, I'm I'm not really fond of this person anymore. Uh... Just because of their hatred um, towards someone else. So we'll be right back. And we're going to dive into You Tried It. Dedicated to just this one person. Uh, We let Paul Pierce off the hook. and So it's not Paul Pierce. If that's who you're thinking about. Not him at all. Um, So we'll be right back. Born and Ball. We out. Welcome back. Now, this is You Tried It. All right, now, for everyone that's been here before, those who haven't, You Tried It is when somebody is just doing too much. All right, you're just doing too much, bro. Just chill. All right, now, now whatever you're doing, You Tried It, it ain't working. Just stop it while you're ahead. Just stop it. All right, so, like I said, we're going to leave Paul Pierce alone. We know what happened with the Celtics and, and the Bucks and all that stuff. We, we're not, Paul Pierce, we're leaving that alone. This ain't about Paul. All right, so, last night, Kawhi Leonard hit a phenomenal shot, game seven, buzzer beater, first time ever, 41 points, 
and, and really drove his team to victory. Now, this is validation that he could play. He's not a system player. He could play. He's done it the whole play, the whole playoffs, the whole series. And that was actually his worst game shooting, like 40-something percent, only because he's been shooting like 60 percent. All right, Kawhi's been so efficient, it's ridiculous. Like, the standards that he's setting just makes no sense at all. And then he goes and has the audacity to hit a game winner over Joe and B? What? And then it bounced on the rim four times before it fell in? Come on, man. You got to give it up for Kawhi Leonard. All right. Like I said before, not I don't do hot takes. I don't do hot, you know, all that stuff to where, hey, I'm just saying something spicy to get a reaction. I don't do that type of stuff. I said KD is number one. And then you have Giannis and Kawhi, 1A, uh, 2A, 2B, whatever you want to call it. They're, they're, those are top three in my, in, my, uh, in my NBA right now. All right? And then it's a drop-off to Harden and then Steph and LeBron for 5A, B, whatever you want to call it. I got LeBron at 5. 5A. Like, it is what it is. And if you look at the playoffs right now, who stepped up? KD was averaging 50-40-90 in a playoff series before he got hurt. The Greek freak, we've seen what he's been doing. The Celtics got him one time. Celtics got him one time. First game. Came out, knocked him in the head. He said, all right, recalibrated some stuff. They went on to win four straights. The Bucks are 8-1 and one in the playoffs. Let that sink in. The Bucks are 8-1 and one in the playoffs. Greek Freak is obviously leading them. All right? It is what it is. You know, one game he shot 21, 22 free throws, and he was like 16 for 22. He he is obviously stepped his game up on the biggest stage, right? Kawhi Leonard, like I said, it, what, what more can you say about Kawhi? All right? It's not a hot take. It just is what it is. Now, we know that he was at the Spurs. He was hurt. They said whatever. He didn't feel like they took care of him the right way. He wanted out. He didn't play. He played nine games last year, and then he sat out. This year, he, he played 60-something games. He sat down for, like, 20 games this year. But guess what? He is now performing at the highest level when his team needs it the most. The Raptors should have lost last night. Nobody else wanted to shoot the ball. Nobody else wanted to shoot the ball. Kawhi Leonard shot, like, 39 shots which is far beyond what he would normally shoot, all right? And I don't think anybody's going to argue that. But he was not going to go home. He willed his team to victory. They had 92 points. He had 41. There's no way you could throw you could throw some shade or hate his way. But one person has managed to do so. Skip Bayless is worse than a woman scorned. Skip Bayless disrespects this man Every chance he's get, every chance he, every chance he, he gets, he calls Kawhi Leonard number two. Refused to call him by his name. Why? Because he left the Spurs. He had a disagreement. He wanted out. Sorry, that doesn't mean Pop isn't a good coach. He's still a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best coaches ever. But Kawhi Leonard, guess what? It didn't work. Wasn't working anymore. He wanted out, and we can see Kawhi ability. It's not like he's... It, has it grown? Yes. 
Did we see it his last year before he got hurt by Zaza Pachulia? Yes, we seen Kawhi Leonard starting to put in some work. He was a problem. Kawhi was beating the Warriors by himself. Let's not forget that. All right, the, the, Kawhi Leonard was beating the Warriors by himself before Zaza pulled that dirty play. So we know Kawhi Leonard is a hooper. All right, he plays both ends of the floor, plays it the right way, and he's a throwback player. All right. So for Skip Bayless to not show this man any type of respect, I'm sorry, but you're a hate. You're just it's just unadulterated hate. Like it's so ridiculous how much he hates Kawhi Leonard and the fact that he's on a national TV show spewing this type of hate. I cannot respect you. All right. I'm sorry, but your envy is showing. All right. I'm sorry, but all that little hate that you got, that little sour patch kid that you sucking on, it's all showing, Skip. Like you tried it. You tried to throw this man under the bus and say every negative thing you could. Guess what? It doesn't matter. Kawhi Leonard, like I said, easily. Top two in the league. Top three in the league. And like I said, it's such a it's such a higher standard with those top three that it's a drop to four. It's a drop to four. Like, this next series coming up, you can guarantee Kawhi Leonard is going to spend at least 80% of the time guarding Giannis. Unless Chris Middleton is going off, unless they're going to put Pascal Siakam on him or try something like that. But I guarantee you, if Giannis is doing too much, and when I say too much, he's going off and, and doing what he normally does, I guarantee you Gian, uh, or Kawhi Leonard is going to step up to the plate and say, no, I got him. Y'all go over there. Because I believe Pascal Siakam can guard uh, Chris Middleton out in the wing. He's a long athlete. He's got good feet. He's got good hips. But Kawhi Leonard is such a throwback player that he's going to want to check him one-on-one. Whether it's on the wing or in the post. Because he's that great. So, Skip Bayless, you can hate all you want to, but people see right through it. They see through you. You tried it. And, hey, this is your segment, bro. It's all about you, Skip. All about you. So, once again, this has been another episode of Born the Ball. All right, so any comments, concerns, anything you'd like to hear or see, you know, just let me know. Uh, shoot me a message. Born the Ball 302, Born the Ball underscore 302 on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And we'll be back. And I look forward to talking more basketball with you guys. All right. Be safe out there.